Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ready? Play. Hello, everybody. We're here for a a spontaneous uh, emergency show, I guess, in reaction to the news today that the LTA, the Lawn Tennis Association, the Britain's or Britain's tennis governing body has been fined a million dollars. Uh, that's a million euros, I believe, nowadays, uh, Damien, in today's money, uh, given how poor the euro is uh, against the dollar. But it's about 825,000 British pounds. A lot of money anyway. Why have they been fined? They've been fined over the fact that they banned Russian and Belarusian players this year. And as a result, of course, the ATP also hit back with uh, withdrawing points. So it's been a bit of a messy affair. The whole thing, uh, before I come to you, Damien, for your thoughts, um, kind of begins with the invasion of Ukraine, uh, Russia uh, aided and abetted by Belarus uh, for various political reasons, which I won't be getting into right now. Um, The fallout from that has obviously been pretty obvious. Many team events uh, in football and other sports, and including tennis, as we see with the upcoming United Cup in Australia, we see that there is no Russian or Belarusian representation. However, in individual sports, and largely tennis is an individual sport, of course you have doubles too, but in singles at least, um, without a flag, so to speak, not representing the country of either Belarus or, um, or Russia, has of course been permitted pretty much at every tournament around the world. That was until about April or May of this year, and excuse me on the timeline on this, when Wimbledon announced that there would be no Belarusian or Russian players present. Um, I've always had the feeling, Damien, that that was the British government's decision first, the Lawn Tennis Association reacting to that. Um, I'll give you my opinion on the ban, and then I'll let you take the floor. I think the ban is unfair. I think uh, Russian and Belarusian players should not be punished. They were also, and this is the reason I mentioned the British government, British government put pressure on the LTA and then subsequently players, they were offered an opportunity 
to play at Wimbledon, but they had to sign basically a letter condemning the war, etc., etc., etc. I don't think any consideration was given to the players' positions should they have signed that letter, if you like, bearing in mind most of them, of course, are living their lives on the tour and therefore outside of Russia, but they will have lots of friends and relatives back home. Um, I do feel it's discriminatory to ban someone uh, for their nationality ostensibly and the actions of their government. Uh, and also, if we were to hold every single player on the tour uh, by the actions of their government, uh, we probably wouldn't have many players left on the tour to compete. Um, uh, honestly, if we look at certain actions of, of pretty much every government on the planet, but certainly large amounts um, uh, across both the Western and elsewhere world. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts? Yeah, pretty much the same as you, frankly. I, I think the reason why this is this is even a controversial issue is it's not about tennis at all. And yet in the tennis world, we need to do a lot of discussion about this, uh, which tends to get very weird. Of course, there are people who believe that uh, you know, by punishing Russian athletes, we're going to get some sort of impact. Also, you know, this is going to be some pressure towards the government of Russia, towards Vladimir Putin. Which, to an extent, of course, is true. Uh, to me, it doesn't outweigh the cons. Uh, you know, nationality is not exactly something. Um, I, I always say that I didn't really choose to be Polish. Like, I, I'm proud to be Polish. I'm very fine with where I was born. But you know, I was born and I was Polish already. Of course, if you're very dissatisfied with your country, then if you're over 18, you can you can change it. But you know, if if you're fine, if you're your existence, as, as you said, so many players just live on the tour and maybe spend in Russia like a month or two. Uh, there, there's plenty of examples. Uh, like uh, in, when I was in, in Szczecin this year, the Challenger, uh, there were some comments on um, on the tournament's uh, pro Facebook profile, I think, uh, that were saying, like, how is Shevchenko allowed to play uh, in Russia? And, you know, the guy has been living in Kitzbühel or, or, or in Vienna, I think. Uh, but but uh, in, in Vienna for the past 12 years and training in Austria. So, like, you know, he doesn't even spend barely any time in Russia. Um, so, yeah, in, in a lot of cases, this doesn't make any sense. And actually, Shevchenko is a great example because that would have been his Grand Slam qualifying debut. And he was kind of stripped of that. Of course, later on, he, he made it at the, at the US Open. Uh, but yeah, I I believe people shouldn't be punished for their for their nationalities, just like they are they aren't really rewarded for them. Um, and yeah, uh, I what you said at the at the end of your uh, utterance, sort of that uh, if we were to just look at the actions of every government, first of all, like who are, who are we to decide which uh, actions are supposed to be, uh, you know punished uh, and not not the government the, the government isn't really punished the government is just you know may, maybe some slight pressure can come in there but it's actually the only the, the players who suffer and uh yeah it, in many ways that this is because the, the uh, i guess the world politics is generally centered around europe around the us around the west and in many ways this war has been so much more impactful uh, because it felt you know it feels closer than you know, mm -hmm. when, a, when a war breaks out in Bolivia or uh, in mm -hmm. Somalia, you know, places where we had wars in the in the past 20 years and no one in Europe or no one in the States really cares most no. of the time. But yeah, now we get, uh, we get something that's close to us. We get something that's like a real 
uh, real threat. Uh, you know, that there's always the question of whether Russia will start to expand, uh, even, uh, you know, will try to uh, attack even more countries. So far, they haven't done that, but, you know, it, it's something that we cannot really um, exclude. Uh, and that's why we, yeah, we are tempted to, <laughs> to to make these sort of actions but i i also think that in a in tennis in a sport that's so you know it, it's one of the most individual sports in the world probably with, with how much the players travel uh and yeah how little they actually spend at home or at the, even at their training base and and yeah i, I think in a sport like that it, it's probably just just plainly wrong to do that uh although i also think the fine you know the timing of it especially like finding the lta now uh, it, it just kind of seems like, uh, you know, the ATP made that decision to, you know, to strip Wimbledon of its uh, ranking, po ranking points. And I think they just thought it would have a bigger impact on the event or something. And they, they probably feel like right now, you know, that, th that this didn't do whatever they wanted it to uh, to achieve, like to, to, to have this sort of, uh, you know, pressure on Wimbledon to invite them back. So I, I think that's... Uh, you know, the ATP is saying here that they don't want to have a situation like that in 2023, that uh, they're just really trying to uh, actually punish Wimbledon and, and the LTA. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I, I think the Russian and Belarusian players were also banned from other LTA-sanctioned events, right? But that wasn't okay. that, mm. that much of an issue because in the same weeks, we had other events where they could play. Like, you know, during Queens, there was Halle and etc. Uh, during the um, Grass Challengers in in UK, you had other events, um, you know, Mallorca, um, where Medvedev played, uh, of course, uh, mm -hmm. Stuttgart. Yeah, we had other Grass events while the while while the players from Russia and Belarus were banned. Um, I also right, like really understand the point that stripping uh, like you know the the guy uh, the guys playing without flags next to their names it's nothing. Like it, yeah, it, it doesn't mean much. Uh, maybe to some players who are like very patriotic or something. I don't know, but it, it's not a punishment at all. But yeah, I, I also agree with you that you know I, I believe that people shouldn't be punished for what the government does. Of course, uh, especially in Russia, I guess since it's not a real democracy, like it is theoretically, but you know it is widely uh, you know, commonly speculated that. Uh, the democracy there is is not really uh, the strongest. Uh, so um, I think, especially in a country where the citizens don't have that much of an uh, of an influence onto uh, onto the actions of its rulers, it's it's pretty much non pretty much makes no sense. Um, yeah, I had something else, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why that's why pen and paper is always useful. That's why I, I make notes sometimes. Listen, what I'll I'll add to your your points uh, or respond to some of them. You mentioned the timing. Um, I think the, the ATP probably were very quickly uh, thinking over this response six months ago, but probably needed some sort of solidity in terms of a legal standing before they could proceed with this. I'm sure that they've try to make sure that they have a, a solid footing as they possibly can. The no flags next to the name, I think, is a really interesting point. And, it, and the fact that these people are still competing shows you just how little that matters in a way. The fact that they're still You know, they win Wimbledon. They're very happy to win Wimbledon. They win uh, whatever tennis tournament they win. They, they're quite fine with... Sorry, you kind of a flag next to your name, by the way, when you're playing your opponent uh, in the little corner of the screen that they're not even watching because they're playing at the time. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's an individual, and that just proves it's an individual sport. Now, if you took the flags away from uh, competitors in a team sport, and we've got a big one happening right now in Qatar, and <laughs> let's not go down to the political avenues that are available there. Uh, if you took away the flag from the nationalities there, I think many of them probably wouldn't bother playing because it is such a big issue. It, you, you're representing England, Portugal, Switzerland, uh, Poland, uh, at least until the last 16. Um, you know, but at the, I, at the Olympics, I mean, we, we've had this uh, for a couple of years, right? That when because Russian athletes were generally uh, like that, there was a lot of uh, doping cases, and yeah, they they performed under I can't remember was it like UTF or UT something? I, I can't remember. Yeah, what the flag was. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some sort of vagueism, but then they would wear would wear white, etc. But listen, I, I do think, it, talking of, of, of most team sports such as football or rugby, for example, and then comparing it to tennis, the, the fact that, that they have the flag or not is, is so unimportant that that's fine. And, I, and listen, we're going to get into the finer details of what occurred today because it is kind of a news story and I, I do want to get into the details of that too and also the consequences for Wimbledon potentially next year. But I do want to add this. The reason for the ban, okay, is fairly simple from the British government's stroke LTA's perspective. It is so that uh, Mr. Putin uh, will not hold up a Russian success story that occurred uh, on British soil, for example, and obviously images of a of a Russian flag being waved around at Wimbledon. Uh, like I say, if you took away the, the flag element anyway and allowed the players to compete, I think you would, you, you know, Daniel Medvedev or, or whichever Russian or Belarusian player went on to win Wimbledon, you just say, listen, sorry, mate, you can't grab hold of a Russian flag, uh, I'm sure that they would comply with that. Um, but the, the idea that, that uh, the, there's no evidence for me that I've ever seen uh, that supports the idea that Mr. Putin uh, ha would reinforce his belief and encourage the people of the country of Russia to continue with the invasion of Ukraine or stop the invasion of Ukraine because Daniel Medvedev gets to the second, third or fourth round at Wimbledon. Um, I find that notion nonsensical. Uh, I find it there being scant evidence for it. And to make matters worse, Damien, the evidence is there where Mr. Putin, through propaganda, I've experienced it myself during my brief visits to the country, and, and none more so than in 2018, where uh, the propaganda, I felt it. I had conversations with people where it would be, what do you think of Russians, by the way? And I'd say, yeah, you're okay. I mean, I can't really talk about 200 million people or whatever the population is uh, anyway, but the ones I've met, some are good, some are bad, so it's no different to us. But the question is loaded. Because the narrative is constantly, we're punished elsewhere. This is 2018, by the way. We are we mm -hmm. are viewed in this way. We are viewed in that way. You, all the baddies in movies are, are Russians. You know, the thick Russian accent, James Bond, etc., etc. In the West, all I get that. Um, but what you're doing by banning players at Wimbledon is you're reinforcing that belief, and you're reinforcing that. Look at us; we're being punished for no reason. Um, and I also think that sport just by transmitting it to um, to the television stations and the, and the, and the living rooms of, 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 of average Russians, if you like, is a way of, of breaking through certain parts of propaganda. I'm not saying that it doesn't also reinforce it, and there were many examples of that mm -hmm. in sport. And again, we could yeah. go down that avenue. But but certainly uh, the, the notion that, that Putin will use uh, a punishment, if you like, as a weapon is extremely powerful. And this 
This reinforces it, in my opinion. Now, I've I've addressed that, but let's get into the details of what broke today. Um, uh, in Oh, by the way, I've also got something to say on the definition of democracy, but maybe we'll leave that for a, a different podcast. Listen, let me just read this out to you, and then I'll come to your thoughts on it. This is the statement from today. I will come to some of your comments in the live chat. It's quite lively today, but as you can tell, it's a pretty busy episode, and we've only got half an hour to fill it with. So this is from James Gray, who's uh, been tweeting quite a bit about the statement, etc. So the LTA has fined a uh, million dollars uh, by the ATP for banning Russian and Belarusian players from its events uh, during this year. Uh, the LTA are considering their response to the sanction, and this could well get much messier. Uh, in fact, the LTA did release a statement saying they're extremely disappointed with this outcome. I know the WTA, by the way, did a similar thing earlier this year as well. So there are many, many layers to this. Um, they're going to con- carefully consider their response and wait, await the outcome of the appeal against the WTA sanction. I mean, to be honest with you, my biggest concern is that this gets messier and messier and messier, and we do end up seeing no Wimbledon next year. Uh, by the way, feel free to respond to anything I just said in my uh, long speech there, uh, Damien, or, or anything regarding the statement that we see here. No, I mean, you, you, brought, you brought up a pretty interesting point that I haven't uh, heard yet, you know, just using that as a, as a weapon. Yeah, it, it's probably just not worth all the mess, uh, you know. Of course, if, if someone like Medvedev won Wimbledon, it probably would have been a huge story in Russia and in that way sort of work as a... Um, as as a propaganda, you know, thing as well. But uh, yeah, I just don't 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 really think it's worth it. It's also not um, like the tournaments aren't supposed to have convictions, in my opinion. Like uh, we we live in the open era. We're playing in the uh, we're uh, we're watching tennis in the open era, and everyone should be able to just get into events based on their rankings. And that's like the only criteria, right? It sh- it shouldn't really be able. Even if we are, um, by the way, this this decision from the ATP, even if it's also quite controversial to strip, uh, not not to fine, to strip of rank- ranking points. Mm. It's actually mm. fairly consistent with what uh, the tennis governing bodies have been doing for the past ten years or so. And I'm talking about uh, stripping Davis Cup of points, uh, stripping the Olympics. Because these these are exactly events that uh, you know in in some way your eligibility is based on your nationality. Of course, in Davis Cup it's much stronger, yeah. but at the Olympics also there's a there's a limit on how many players uh, a certain country can bring. So you get guys like who I don't know uh, are the, the 40th uh, player in the world who is American is not going to be able to play. The 50th player who is Spanish is going to not not be able to play. Uh, so this is very consistent in a way, but I just think yeah, the the fine is probably a bit too much. I I'm also reading about some uh, you know the, the fact that they won't be able to uh, to hold some events because of it. Of course, no no, no nothing about Wimbledon yet, uh, but yeah, uh, as much as I I think uh, yeah, stripping Wimbledon of ranking points was um, more or less. I mean, I can understand it and. It, it, the decision needed some reaction, in my opinion. The decision not to allow Russian and Belarusian players in, especially, in, yeah, because in in previous weeks of the of the UK tour, sort of of the UK swing, we had other events for these players to compete in, and and Wimbledon, of course, doesn't really carry another. There's no there's no other uh, 200k points events uh, held at the same time. Exactly. Uh, so I I understand that it needed some reaction, but I. Not really sure where the fine is coming from. Like it, it's 
it's not I, I i yeah i i just think the atp weren't happy with what happened like they 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 weren't happy with the fact that stripping wimbledon of ranking points didn't seem to impact the tournament at all and the the success of the tournament the you know the viewing numbers the viewing figures uh the prize money it, it was just the same or even better so I think it's just a way of the ATP just saying that you know we have to we have to do something so that in 2023 this doesn't happen again. Honestly, I I just wish that you know in 2023 we get a regular Wimbledon, no rank uh, I mean, ranking points, Russian Belarusian players competing. Of course, I wish that the war will be over uh, quite oh. soon because that's that that that's um that that would really help the cause of course yeah and this i, I think the, uh, we have a comment on screen right now that Rybakina yeah. did win wimbledon which was yeah in a way super ironic and kind of funny that yeah uh that she was born and bred in in, in russia of course she she changed nationality but that that's that's an uh, that's a window for many russian players right now who I'm sure are getting offers to to change the nationality, but I also respect if they don't if they don't want to do that because yeah, Wimbledon is and the British events are basically the only ones that they can't play right now. And as we mentioned, the you know not having a flag next to your name is basically on, a non factor. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I think the Rubikina thing uh, uh, does demonstrate that, Gary, by the way, your point. Uh, and in addition to that, I know Jean was um, asking me uh, earlier uh, or talking about the, the journalists and some of the way they were framing their questions for Rubikina. I do think that that was a, a mean-spirited and, and unnecessary too. Uh, that is a, probably another podcast as well about the way the media behaves, uh, even in situations such as these. Um but listen, I will also say this. I um, I was at a press conference of Riley Opelkas uh, at Wimbledon, and I thought to myself, what am I going to ask him? Because I knew I was not going to get one of the early questions in. So I had a few ideas, and, and I was particularly keen on his comments pre-Wimbledon regarding uh, the Russian and Belarusian ban and regarding the lack of points there and motivation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I know there are probably people right now that are switching off, going, Riley Opelka, blah, 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 blah. And, I understand that. I don't agree with everything Valio Pelka says or does. Um, but I'm also a, a big fan, a big supporter of case by case. I mean, at the end of the day, there's been some pretty horrific people that were vegetarian painters. Uh, I don't think being a vegetarian or being a painter is necessarily the worst thing in the world. And and regarding uh, Mr. Opelka and what he said at Wimbledon to me this year was... Um, so what are you going to do next year? Because sometimes these things can carry on for years. How long does this last for? Do we react and, and respond to this to, to every uh, war and invasion? As I say, there's sorts of things going on right now all over the world, which are yep. supported by many Western governments too. Um, but but he, he pretty was keen to say, look, 
how long does this go on for? And Wimbledon really have built a rod for their own back, as, as we say in, in, in the UK at least, um, in that, that I guess they've got to stick to it. I mean, how can they not? And it brings up this, by the way, which is the possible escalation here, also by James Gray mentioned there, that the W2A fined the LTA uh, $1 million, as we know. And it's also understood that the LTA has been threatened with expulsion from the ATP if they continue with this policy. In other words, there would be no Wimbledon next year. I mean, whether I mean, they would not quit. not really, because well, um, Wimbledon is not not held by the ATP, right? So I think it's just about Queens and um, what else was there, Eastburn, and uh, that's it. That's it. Right. right but mind. but but if the LTA organized mm -hmm. Wimbledon so to speak, manage yeah. the operation. Actually, I had a, a chat with a guy yesterday all about what the LTA do and don't do, and um, and I believe that they organize it. Then I do think that, that that Wimbledon has to, therefore, be part of the potential collateral damage. Well, I, I think it would have to stay without points, for sure, because that's connected to the ATP. But mm -hmm. since the slams are organized by the ATF, I think it would stay. But, you know, again, as, a, as an event without points, you know whether the impact of that is huge again uh you mentioned motivation and uh i think in 90 percent of cases we saw that it was exactly the same but yeah then the question is what what happens when wimbledon is like that every single year from now on yeah and and, and as you said i think if the lta was to just suddenly revert their decision right now they would look like complete fools even if I would actually agree with with that. They they would still you know be embarrassed in a way, um, but maybe that's what they will need to do. Maybe maybe also they can you know negotiate something that maybe if they uh, revert the decision they don't have to pay the fines or something. I don't know. I mean I, I'm pretty sure negotiations like that will take place. But yeah, we basically didn't see any players skipping Wimbledon. I don't know. Can you come up with one example of no. a player who skipped Wimbledon because there was no points? I know Norbert Gombos did, but it was about the qualifying event, so it's a little different, but, you know, still. Uh, but, yeah, basically everyone played it, so the question is whether next year or, I don't know, two years from now, whether the same thing happens. And that's uh, that's pretty much, I think, what you... Yeah, I, I really uh, wouldn't like to be in the LTA governors or whatever the the guy who uh, is the chairman there is called uh, shoes because yeah, the guy is, the guy has some very difficult decisions to do. And I think whatever happens from now on, someone will look like, you know, someone will be embarrassed. As, as Gary says here as well, the situation needs to be oh, de-escalated. Bouchard, uh, Bouchard apparently skipped as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically no one did. Although I do think if this does continue for years, then I think you may well see players going, do you know what? If there's an ATP Masters 1000 held at the same time, or even a 500 event, perhaps, you might get people saying, I could oh, yeah. win that. I could win that 500, especially if everyone's off playing Wimbledon. I could get 500 points and I could be top 10 or, or whatever. Um, particularly if you're not particularly good on grass and and the opposition will be a little bit weaker because a lot of people will be playing Wimbledon, for example. I think you could see divisions like that. And I do think I do think that the, the Wimbledon as it is, if this was to escalate, I, that's obviously a big if, then there would be question marks as to how it would be held when you've got uh, no ranking points there. The event is still held with the same amount of prize money, but, but it, it could get very messy. Um, I, it doesn't necessarily have to get that way. By the way, the uh, LTA may look at this and look at their legal avenues <coughs> and see that they've got none. And I'm pretty sure that the ATP and WTA 
uh, have explored this. And I'm sure there's always an avenue if you're desperate and you've got the best lawyer in the world. But ultimately, they may not think it's worth it, uh, particularly if their profits are as large as to be believed. And But if they don't reinstate points next year, I mean, of course, the ideal situation, and I think we, we would all agree with this, is that the war in Ukraine ends. That's what we want first and foremost. And then we we see. But this is still a news topic, as I say, and I think it does affect the world of tennis. And therefore, I think it needs to be addressed. Um, we are coming to the last couple of minutes, Damien. But um, have you got anything else to add? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think what you just said was also very important that, uh, you know, right now, if we only get Wimbledon in that week, uh, in that in these two weeks, in the fortnight, then obviously 95% of the players will want to play it. But yeah, if, if the ATP and the WTA were actually you know, going to like sanction LTA to an even bigger extent, then, then yeah, maybe, as you said, maybe we get another event in that same time. And of course, that would be extremely harmful to tennis <laughs> as a sport. But, you know, at some point, the organizations probably don't really care about it that much. But, you know, just showing that they were right. And yeah, if there were other events during the same weeks, of course, the, the, the you know, the players pool, the, the field would split somehow. So, yeah, that's um, that's kind of worrying that a situation like that can happen. And, and yeah, as I said, that the, the biggest actually, you know, the, the, the thing that gets punished the most in this sort of scenario is actually tennis, not Russia, not LTA, not ATP. It's actually the sport itself. And that's, yeah. That's pretty much what I can end on here. Great words to end on, Damien, and I would echo those sentiments. Uh, make sure you get in the comments section below this video, particularly for those of you watching retrospectively. Uh, let us know your thoughts on anything Damien and I have said or the, the situation in general. Um, and I'll put up a little banner on the screen just to remind everybody of the news story of today, which is the ATP hitting the LTA with a $1 million fine. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Damien. And to the rest of you out there, also, uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, now it's time to sit back, relax, and chill while I play this little promo video for as long as I decide.
If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.